0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And it is tech fan number 223. I'm Tim Robertson with a massive headache right now.
1: I was wondering what you were going to say then.
0: Yeah, I've got a massive headache. You know, the thing was, I went to bed last night. I actually tried to go to bed kind of early. My stomach wasn't feeling great. Just wasn't feeling good. It was just an all-around yuckiness. And I tossed and turned pretty much all night. At one point, I woke up because the pillow was underneath my back. I don't know how that happened. Mm. And I've had a headache all morning. It was a blistering headache this morning. The coffee helped, but...
1: Yeah. I know know what it was. It was, shall I get the
0: iPad Pro or shall (laughs) I get
1: the iPad Mini 3? Yeah, that's what it was.
0: So, um... This is going to be a full show. It's going to, uh, obviously, we're going to talk about the Apple stuff, but we'll get to that in a minute. We've got some other things to take care of first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, David, John Nemo loves to send us email. He sent us a pretty good one. Did you see that one? I did, yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty funny, to be honest. And and he sent this, and all he sent was the link in Ha. Yeah. And it is a ZDNet article. Not exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. ZDNet not exactly um, a banner site for tech news nowadays. Unfortunately.
0: No, they've really fallen off. They're they're a a quarter of what they used to be as far as, well, anything really. I mean, they they and look, they were never a very good site. They always cluttered up their content. It was all over the place. There was no real focus. Um, and, and to be quite honest, I. I'm kind of surprised they're even around anymore. Still, they're, yeah. they're one of those sites that it seems like you guys are still there.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, but this guy's there, and uh, oh, he's got a thing for the Galaxy Note five.
0: He does. He said Apple iPhone 6S Plus, plus. Ten reasons to pick the Samsung Galaxy Note five instead. Right. So so first thing I said when I when when John sent
1: this link, I thought, okay, well. Could before be. I, before I, <laughs> yeah, before I judge, I mean, let's recognise that actually, for a lot of these sites now, the writer does not write the headline, uh, and very often the headline has only a tangential relationship to the content of the article. So uh, I thought to myself, well, before I, I kind of, you know, start bagging the guy, let's read what he says. But then I read what he says, and then I thought, no, pretty much. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I mean, some of this stuff is. I mean, I mean, for a start, you know the usual thing here. This is this is the iPhone 6S, which this guy wasn't at the event, so he's not actually seen. He's not held in his hand. Yeah, he's basically done a specs comparison against this and his new Note Five, which you read the rest of his stuff. Oh, he's got a real he's got a real man crush on the Note Five. Yes. He um, has you know which is
0: fine i mean you know that's good but yeah go Uh, ahead the the, well
1: the first thing i'd say is he makes it clear in his review and at least he does make it clear that that actually samsung gave him the note 5 um (laughs) which can't help feeling slightly colored his perception a little bit but yeah he really loves the note 5 he gave it a, a it's a fantastic device he says uh, and it's earned a place in my pocket. I mean, at this point, I'm reading it. I thought, oh, for God's sake, get over yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get over yourself. You know, it's a phone, right? Um, and and he has had an iPhone before, uh, which, you know, is something. You know, reading some of his stuff, it was clear that he had the iPhone before he ha- had the Note 5, and he decided to switch to the Note 5 from the iPhone. So it's not like this guy is, is like an, necessarily a pure Android fanboy.
0: Um. but. Yeah, he kind of is. I mean...
1: <laughs> well, well, yeah, at the moment he is. But he's... I, I mean, I'm reading this, I thought, oh, this is this is one of those guys who's in that flush of first tech love. You know when you get something new and you just can't stop using it because it's so great, so different. He doesn't seem to be at the point where things have started to annoy him yet. Because certainly... Really reading through this. And then, and you read through this and you think, for a start, the list format, I mean, done to death. Mm. Anybody who's doing that, you kind of know is a bit of a hack, I'm sorry to say. And and Matthew Miller, if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you're not. But if you are, sorry for calling you a hack, but really 10 reasons. You know, I mean, and by and trust me, by the time he gets out about uh, 9 or 10, he's really starting to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Advanced camera. <laughs> right. Mm. Apple iPhones are great at capturing photos, but this year Samsung may beat the new iPhone. Samsung's camera has more megapixels, a larger aperture, and advanced features such as raw capture with manual control support. And, right, I would give some credence that statement if he, this guy was a photographer. But bearing in mind he's not, and pretty much all
0: the photographers who use smartphones use iPhones. Exclusively, the <laughs> iPhone camera... I, you know, I've said this on this podcast. I said it back on the MyMac days. I said it on an OWC Radio. The iPhone's camera was the killer feature. Absolutely. It was the thing that blew people away. I mean, Look, you, you see iOS for the very first time back in 2007. You're like, wow, that's really killer. And you get one because of those, you know, cool, I'm touching, I'm swiping. But as soon as you started using the camera, it changed everything. And, yeah. and Apple has put an emphasis on the camera on the iPhone since day one. And it only gets better and better and better with every single iteration. And yeah. the new one looks fantastic. I'll be honest with you, David, yeah. and we'll get to the Apple announcements and all that, mm. but it is the camera in the iPhone six plus that really kind of makes me think, should I upgrade my iPhone six plus to the new one or not?
1: And, and, and here's the thing. This is Apple who've consistently delivered, delivered, delivered on the camera every year yeah and samsung hasn't that's and right. this guy's saying oh but based on the specs i think the samsung one might be better this time year, this time around yeah, anybody Please. who bases
0: a camera on specs has no idea what they're particularly, talking about
1: particularly on megapixels or naps- yes. aperture because Means it's nothing. much much more than that it's about the quality of the sensor and the quality of the software that's in the camera
0: and the processing yeah. power itself and what it yeah. does with the it yeah. okay so his point number 1 he's 100% wrong
1: yeah the Number S pen. two?
0: Oh, my God. Really? I'm
1: using the S Pen more than I ever have on a Note before. All uh, right, you 100%. can
0: stop there. Who, who, no, I'm sorry. A stylus on a phone. Really? Yeah. Now, and again, we'll get to the Apple announcements and the Apple Pencil and all yeah. that. But, but he
1: says, ugh. you can buy a third-party stylus for the iPhone, but I've been disappointed with those, and the experience isn't even close to what Samsung offers. Yes, because the pen can't break your phone on an iPhone. <laughs> and it sure can on your device, buddy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Use your S Pen when you're a little tired. Slide it in, and realize at the last yeah, second you yeah. just put it backwards, and your phone is toast. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Wireless charging. Wireless
1: charging. Well, funnily enough, I have an iPhone six right here on my wireless
0: charging pad, and it's charging pretty much fine.
1: Yeah, it's not built in. I really do
0: not- wish it was built in, to be honest. Because <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I was kind of hoping. Haptic would, charging
0: because- of devices yeah. is just. I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded that Apple still doesn't support this. I really oh, am, yeah. David, because yeah. I had this on my old HP touchpad or whatever the hell it was called. Now, I can't even remember. Uh, from, what, five years ago? And it was fantastic. I would just put it in its little stand and it just started charging. No plugging in, no nothing. Just put it right there and it starts charging. That's the way it should be nowadays. Apple is so far behind on haptic charging.
1: I, I, I think I think we can give him this one. But I agree. He, he, do, he does ignore the fact that actually it's quite easy to do. On on the iPhone as it is now. It, all right, it's not built in, but it is still put perfectly possible. possible. So it's only a, but it needs to be a, built in. It yeah, really it's only does. a half tick. I suspect the reason they don't put it in is because they they always want to be thinner. Um, and uh, if you put the charging coils in there, that's gonna that's gonna have an impact on the thickness of the phone. But uh, but yeah, okay, perhaps we can give them that one. Fast charging. mm mm-hmm. uh, I I. I, d- I don't get this. I I've always thought the iPhone. I, I'm amazed at how fast it charges via cable.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, think he's on correct there.
1: Yeah, he 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 talks about using a micro USB and getting it charged up quickly. Well, actually, it's all really about the power that the the USB port you plug in puts out, yep. rather than the um, you know, they the, if it's if it's got 500 milliamps coming in over a standard USB cable, there's nothing the Note Five can do to make that make that magically better. No. So I I think he's talking out the back of his neck there. If anybody knows different, let us know.
0: And plus, really micro USB, it it doesn't even come Those cords suck. I've got a lot of them here. I hate them. I'm constantly trying to put them in upside down. I hate them. Yeah, whereas the uh, the lightning connector, oh so much better. And even that has some problems to be honest with you. What I'd really like is a MagSafe type of connector for all iOS devices. You just get it close, it sucks it right in, and it's connected. I'm still a little tired of I have to aim it perfectly in there. And with my iPad half the time, David, instead of sticking it into the lightning port, I actually start sticking it in between the cover and the glass. I'm just a little bit higher on it. Not all the time, but enough where it's annoying. But at least I don't have to worry about, is it upside down?
1: Yep. No, it's it's a fair point. Fair point. Um, so his next one is... Uh, Display. I I lost it. Display. Right, okay.
0: I've never seen <laughs> any Android phone that comes close to an iPhone screen.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, well, not only that, nobody's ever picked up an iPhone screen and gone, oh, it looks terrible.
0: No, oh, unless you've used a new one and then you pick up an older iPhone, then you're like, "Oh, what happened?"
1: Yeah, but even then, <laughs> when you pick them up in isolation, each, again each year they've gotten better and better and better. Now, what he did is he linked to some um, DisplayMate test, right? That did a some sort of shootout yeah. on on displays, which you know, which but wait, no, let me tell tell uh, tell it how it is. He linked to another article of his. Which then linked to this display test.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm looking at this uh, this test, and uh, the only thing it seems to be comparing it against is the Galaxy Note Four. I can't see the iPhone on here at all. I mean, I'm scrolling <laughs> all the way down. i have still not found found the word iPhone on this page. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I you know, I, I it's not it's not really saying to me that this is the best. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 let me just do a search for iPhone. All right, it's more power efficient, apparently, than the iPhone 6 Plus on the Note 5. Mm. That's the first mention of the... Uh, and that's because it's OLED, whereas the iPhone 6 Plus is obviously not OLED. So OLED might, you know, it's going to win on power efficiency because basically if it, on an OLED screen, like on the Apple Watch, if it's not lit up, it doesn't use any power, each pixel. But um, that's not the only criteria that makes the best screen. Nope. Um, no, uh, yeah, close. this 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 thing is is bogus. This, you know, this is from DisplayMate. I'm sure DisplayMate know what they're doing about measuring screens. But what what the guy has presented it as is, we've tested all the smartphone screens on the market, and the Galaxy Note Five is the winner. Is not what this article is about. Nope. No. Nope. Ram. Okay. Ram. Now, you start reading sort of the display, the RAM, because he doesn't mention the display, anything about force touch at all, which is 3D touch, which is a, a major feature on the iPhone 6, part of the display, um, and at that point you re- you see that and you think, hmm, I wonder if he wrote this before the iPhone success was actually brought out. Yeah. Because, again, he's going on about RAM now, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, you read this and you think... A, a, well, the iPhone RAM is limited to one gigabyte, which really isn't an issue unless you try to run several resource heavy apps at once. Well, I've run plenty of resource heavy apps at once on my iPhone, and I've never noticed a problem.
0: No, it's because Apple no. knows how to manage RAM on the device, whereas exactly. on Android they don't. They have yeah, to which, cram more RAM into it because yeah. it's it's not efficient.
1: Which is why the Note 5 has four gig of yeah, RAM.
0: It has to have that just to match what the iPhone could do with one.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> The next one, let's just Samsung Pay. Okay, <laughs> move on. If you say that's a benefit, you're, you're stupid. You're just uh, well, stupid.
1: certainly if you say that it's better than Apple Pay, yeah. when in fact Samsung Pay is not out, he's only used it for a couple of weeks, and it's, av- it's only going to be available in the U.S. I have yet to find a
0: store with a payment terminal that doesn't work with Samsung Pay. I've yet to find one that would. <laughs>
1: exactly
0: and i'm in la i'm in new york I, I mean come on and and and
1: this and this is also very much colored by the us experience because here in the uk we've had touchless payment for about 4 years and so when apple pay came here magically every payment card the touchless payment terminal in the land worked with apple pay yeah so it, it's it's you can't you can't just look at what's around you and say, well, that's my representation of the world, therefore I'm going to extrapolate it out to the world. Yep. Yeah.
0: The next one I'll give him credit for. And yeah. it's something that, as a 6 Plus owner, I really wish Apple would kind of wake up for this. You're going to be able to do it with the next version of iOS 9, but only with the iPad Air 2, which I have, and the mm-hmm. new iPad Pro. And that is split-screen apps. Mm-hmm. That yeah. really does need to happen. It's it's kind of ridiculous now.
1: It really yeah, is. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll talk and when we get to talking about the iPad Pro, I'll I'll share my thoughts on that really because um because that definitely is an area which needs quite a lot of development. So the next one, operating system.
0: Let's leave that one off the table for a second because it's going to tie into something else in a minute. Okay, alright.
1: The final one, gorgeous design.
0: Mm-hmm. Samsung's gorgeous design. Yeah, it's gorgeous plastic.
1: Well, apparently they've got metal edges, glass back, and glass front. Um, wonder where they got the idea
0: from. Yeah, I don't know. That would be the iPhone four from four years ago. And you know, they show this. He shows this close-up picture, and it you could see air bubbles underneath the glass. Yeah. So.
1: No, I'm prepared to accept the beauties in the eye of the beholder. Absolutely, and he does say Uh, that. Yeah, uh, but I think the even if the samsung is uh the samsung note 5 is the most beautiful phone he's ever seen right that is the first time they've done a beautiful phone yeah uh and uh and you know i, I think i think you can't say that that's a definite win for sam if you put a note 5 and, a, and an iphone 6s next to each other you know it's going to be it's going to be down to personal preference. They are both well-designed, nice phones. Yep. I can't see why that would be a reason why you wouldn't choose the iPhone, unless you particular favour that favour the um, you favour the Samsung. That's fine, but he's not talking about preferences here. He's talking about reasons why you shouldn't get an iPhone. He's basically saying we well, shouldn't because the Samsung's great and the iPhone's sucky. That's the, the the predicate of his article here, and that's not actually what he's saying.
0: So the last one, which was actually number nine, but yeah. Operating system. The lines between iOS and Android continue to blur, but there are still some functions that keep me grabbing an Android device over an iPhone. For example, the advanced exchange support on the Note 5 helps me stay in touch with fellow associates. So I
1: read that, and I thought, because we use Exchange, we use Office 365, I thought, what the hell is he on about? I thought, maybe there's a feature I've missed here. So I clicked on his link, which is another of his own articles. uh, Clickbait for the win there. Where he talked, and, and I'm looking through his article, and I think he barely mentions exchange in this. And then, and then, then I found it because I flipped through exchange based contact list. I have something like 400 contacts in various databases, but only about 10 from my firm in one of these lists. Through Exchange on the Note 5, I now have access to everyone at my company for calls, text, message, and email. No other phone I've tested has this capability. And at that point, I thought, well, you're using it wrong because the iPhone certainly provides access to the Exchange uh, contact lists because all our our corporate contacts are only in Exchange and they are all my iPhone. So basically, he's made up a feature here.
0: Yeah, so let's go this blurring of the line. Mm. Here's the big difference between Android and iOS. The next thing I want to talk about. This is from a CNN article. Mm -hmm. Porn app secretly takes your pictures. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a porn app that secretly takes control of your phone, snaps your picture locks you out of the device, then demands $500 extortion payment, which oh, by the way, all of this is not possible on the iPhone. This is Android. Yep. This is what you get with your faux openness. <laughs> Did you know, David, that the top something 10, I think, flashlight apps in the Google Store is malware? I was aware of that. I'm also aware of
1: another one that's come out since you since you put this link into our show notes of one that basically is ransomware and what it does is it changes the lock the lock code on your phone uh, and basically says give us $500 otherwise you're not getting your lock code back and because the phones are encrypted that means you've lost all your data another uh, situation where the app store the Google app store kind of gives and keeps on giving now to be fair I think that one actually might be a side loaded app it might not be available in the app store yet but you can guarantee it will be soon
0: yeah because Google Google doesn't really curate their content for crap. There's really... They don't test things. They don't...
1: No. What they do is is if an app goes on that's bad and somebody complains about it, they pull it. Yep. But what they don't do is look into the app beforehand. Now, don't get me wrong. I think we all know that Apple's not perfect at this. Sometimes they've been overzealous in pulling apps out of the store, and sometimes they've missed things as well, as well. But at least they're trying.
0: And they're having a much higher success rate than Google can even yeah. pray to to get. If you want your phone to work, you don't want to get malware. You don't want to get ransomware. Just buy an iPhone. Don't get yeah. a, a Google phone. Don't get Android. It, it's it's not a good operating system. It's just not. And and I don't say this out of ignorance or being some kind of an Apple fanboy because I own com. I own, right now, three different Android phones. hmm.
1: Yeah. I I have Android phones as well. I have had, I've used them. I've used Windows phones as well. I always come back to the iPhone. You know, so it's the best for me. Now, I'm not saying that anybody using Android is wrong per se, but what you can't argue with is that using apps on an Android phone, you have to be a lot more careful. Yeah. And also as well, you're not going to get the same level of security updating because you have a whole mess of people between you and the security updates because you have the carriers in the way and they don't push them out whereas Apple has avoided that, for good or for ill. Yep. So you, you, it's, it's all about risk at the end of the day. You can't say for certainty that, that, that you will get hacked with Android, but there's a higher chance that you will, uh, and um, it's, it comes down to your attitude to that risk. If you're a technical user who has the vigilance and the care to avoid getting hacked by being very careful about what you do with your phone and what you put on it, then that's fine. But for the average user, I I, think, I, you, I heard your interview with... um with Peter Cohen on uh, OWC Radio, and, and he, he likes to call your average user a muggle, and I think that's a, a good term. He doesn't mean that pejoratively, but the muggles were the non-magical people in the Harry Potter books. So basically, as a muggle, there's somebody who's, who's you know, either not interested or not into tech, for whatever reason, and let's face it, most people aren't, um, who just wants to get on with doing their stuff. Yep. They're better off not having Android. They're better off having iPhone. Absolutely. They're in a safer environment. Yep. You know, and and this whole canard article, which is ten reasons why you shouldn't buy the iPhone. You know, there are there are plenty of reasons why you might not want to buy an iPhone. There's no there's no reason why you shouldn't. Just in the same way, there's no reason you shouldn't buy an Android phone if you're prepared to accept the risks we're talking about uh, and what goes along with being inside the Android e- ecosystem. That's absolutely fine. But but saying you shouldn't buy the iPhone. For for these ten made up reasons, well, I'd, we've probably given this article far more time
0: than it deserves. Yep. So, anyways, um, news report came out this last week, David, that Amazon is purportedly going to release a six inch tablet. So, uh, a new Kindle Fire, basically. Yeah, the the smallest Kindle Fire is a yeah. six inch, isn't it? But for fifty bucks. Hmm. Is that something that you would be interested in?
1: Well, I'm a gadget fan, so I'm always interested in new technology. <laughs> uh, I mean, the key thing there's a difference between a tablet for fifty dollars and a good tablet for fifty dollars. You're not going to get a good tablet for fifty bucks. Well, it, well, it depends on what Amazon's play is here. If they're basically taping, I, I think that the uh, have you reviewed this, the six inch Fire? Yeah, Kindle Fire. Did you, you, you had you? They sent you one, yeah. Yes, uh, and and I seem to recall you thought it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, so.
0: But it wasn't they, great. It wasn't good. It was just okay. No,
1: it was just okay. But if they take that product and reduce it to fifty dollars, I think that's actually quite a good value. And for somebody who just wants to watch content, they, hey,
0: why not? I think if, this is a smart move.
1: Yeah, if they're taking, if they're actually buying in some, you know, third party. Uh, Chinese tablet and slapping an Amazon badge on it, and in fact it's worse than this, the Fire 6, it's a new design that's actually worse, It's being price cut to try and hit the $50 price point, then that's probably not going to be so great. If they, uh, But if they are basically just taking a loss to try and get market share, then I, I think that could be quite successful. I think a leading up to holiday season...
0: Yeah, absolutely. A $50 yeah. tablet... Um, I think it will drive sales to the Amazon Prime. Yeah, you want to watch all this content for for basically a hundred dollars a year. This is what you do: you you buy this fifty dollar tablet and become a Prime subscriber. Because obviously, you're already buying stuff on Amazon, so you're going to save on shipping alone. Um, it'd be well worth it, I th- In my opinion,
1: I think what Amazon are trying to do is they're trying to they they recognize the power of their ecosystem um and they're prepared to make these sorts of compromises to try and drive people to their other products and if that gets them into the ecosystem more then they make more money off each subscriber each purchaser if you if you buy a 6 inch fire tablet i'm sure the thing's going to say to you hey you know um if you had a kindle fire stick or a kindle fire box then you could fling this video you're watching onto your big tv yep and you're going to go hey uh, i could do that Uh, And and you end up building the ecosystem play there uh, and keeping people inside the Amazon ecosystem, which is actually really what they want to do. And they've seen it be successful because, let's face it, that's one of the reasons Apple is so successful, because all their products work very well together. And the content that they sell works on all their products.
0: I agree. It's uh, interesting. (laughs) However, this is a rumor, so it could be complete bull. (laughs) I, I got kind of a feeling that this is probably an actual thing. Yeah, I, I didn't get the feeling that this is just someone guessing. I, I, I this is a leak from Amazon.
1: This is a, it was in the Wall Street Journal, who you know are often more credible than than many outlets. Um, the, what, what we don't know is is whether this is actually a kind of a promotion. Uh, this could be offered just to prime supply a prime subscribers for a limited time, um, and so so that you know this this just could be about generating some buzz in the holiday season rather than being um, a permanent. Well, you can always buy it, and it's always going to be and if fifty dollars, that means they'd have a color LCD tablet that undercuts their reader. Yep, that would be a very very bold play. All right, um, and, and it's hard for me to believe that that would be a permanent thing, um, but but we'll see.
0: I'm trying to find something here, and I'm not having a good time. Uh, is this it? I think this is it. So the next thing I wanted to discuss briefly here. Yeah, this is it. <clears throat> you know, I, I get a lot of products for review uh, through Amazon. Mm-hmm. And recently, one of the things they offered me was the sound true or round ear headphones too from bose and you know i i like over the ear headphones that's yeah you know i don't like the in-ear headphone stuff um the on ear is okay but i really prefer the over the ear stuff and you know these are 179.95 yeah those bose are normally
1: uh Bit the, in the upper end of the price spectrum,
0: yeah. And here's the thing. Way, way back in the day. I'm talking late 80s. I got some money that I wanted to spend on a good pair of headphones. So I went to uh, a high-end audio store. And I knew a guy who actually worked there. I, I, he Ooh. wasn't a friend, but I knew the guy. And I walked in and I said, I wanted to get some nice headphones. I want to get some bows. Now I said Bose at the time because my dad had picked up a pair of Bose speakers, three uh, three-sided speakers, on his way back from Vietnam uh, when he was discharged from the Air Force. I think he picked them up in Japan, mm-hmm. and he got them like you know at a ten percent of the cost that you would get them here in the U.S. And so, growing up, I always heard him playing music through these Bose speakers, and they sounded amazing. And so when I told this guy, you know, I want to get these Bose headphones, he said, uh, you know, you can get a lot better headphones for less. I would suggest the cost. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. I want to get the Bose. So I spent the money. I got the Bose. I got them home and I listened to them for two or three days. And I was very disappointed to be honest. I took them back and, and he charged me like a 10% restocking fee. Sold me the Koss headphones that he recommended, and I still got money back. Yeah. And they blew the Bose away. And he told me, he says, with Bose, you're buying their marketing. You're buying the name tag on there. You're not buying the audio quality. And that kind of stuck with me for a long time, even to this day. So when I got the opportunity to review these SoundTrue around-ear headphones, at you know, $180 pair of headphones, I kind of jumped at the chance because I wanted to see are you still buying the name, the marketing Mm. or has Bose returned to the audio quality that I grew up with in the seventies and early eighties that my dad enjoyed with his head, with his speakers long and short of this, David is I've got $70 headphones that blow away these $180 headphones from Bose. Mm -hmm. Anybody out there listening, Thinking that Bose is a good brand, they're not. They're an okay brand that make headphones and speakers that cost a lot more than competitors, but you don't get the quality. The build quality is okay, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's all about the sound. And yeah. with Bose, you're not getting, at that price point, the best sound you should be able to get. You're just not when I first started listening to these, David, to be honest, I was like, wow, oh, these sound pretty good. I'm kind of impressed. But mm-hmm. the more I listened to it, I realized, you know what? I'm missing a whole spectrum of sound, especially in the bass area. I'm just yeah. not getting it the way it should. These are over-the-ear he- over the headphones that don't do anything to block any noise at all. External noise. On an airplane, these sucked. They actually amplified mm-hmm. the sound of the airplane. I mean, I was like, this is, this is just not yeah. good. I I've um, I have I've used the Bose
1: uh, noise cancelling headphones, mm-hmm. and I think those are pretty much the best you could buy. The noise cancellation. Uh, I, you, there are a few other pairs that maybe cost a little bit more that probably outdo the noise cancellation slightly, but certainly the over the air noise cancel over the air noise cancelling ones are so quiet and so ca- so much cancel noise it always feels like there's pressure on your ears when yep. you turn them on, yeah? And and I've never come across anything that sounds as good as that. I have a pair of in-ear noise-cancelling headphones from Bose that I use, the QC20s. And again, given the size of them, um, I've, I prefer the in-ear headphones. Given the size of them and everything, the noise cancellation is amazing. Really long battery life. Really, really like them. So I, I think in, when it comes to noise cancellation technology, they're pretty good. And also I like the... Um, they do a little uh, kind of Bluetooth sound, uh, sound speaker system. It's about £150, or so about $200 that I also like the sound of. But I agree with you. I think that a lot of their other stuff doesn't sound very good at
0: all. I um, think with Bose, and- they, they, they have this license to charge more because the name is Bose, and they're really capitalizing on the quality of when the company was new and aggressive and young and really yeah. made great-sounding speakers. Uh, and headphones but they haven't been that company in a long time
1: well uh, yeah and uh, i mean we've all seen they have the stores and the malls and uh, so you you know they have they spend a lot of money on marketing and their brand image and everything uh and you know the stores are a very nice experience and you do get exceptional customer service you go in there if you ever lose an accessory or a piece of, of a of uh, Bose headphones or something like that. you go in there and you say, well, I, you know, I've lost this ear cup or that. Blah, blah. They'll normally sort you out and then are for a normal charge or for nothing. They're, uh, you know, the customer service is very good. The branding is very good. But ultimately, mean, it does have to come down to the quality of the product.
0: You know, and- I reviewed on this show maybe a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, uh, a pair of Nakamichi Bluetooth over-the-ear headphones. Mm-hmm. They sound better than than these Bose. And they didn't come even close to this price. They were less than 100 bucks. I still use them all the time, especially when I'm out there mowing the lawn or doing yard work yeah. and stuff. Those are the headphones that I grab because they're Bluetooth. I don't have to worry about the cord. And they, they acoustically, they sound better than these bows. It's not even close, to be honest with you. Look, if somebody wants to spend a little bit of money on headphones, if all you're concerned about is quieting down Uh, outside noise. I think David is right. Bose does a really good job on noise canceling. I just don't think the acoustics of the speakers themselves and the headphones are very good. Mm -hmm. But if you, taking that out of it, you just want to get a good pair of headphones. Look at Harman Kardon makes a a pretty decent headphone. I think they're about the same as Bose when it comes to audio quality, but if you want better, sure. And AKG. Mm -hmm. Those are the two that I recommend and and those are from experience. They make really good sounding headphones. You really do get the full fidelity of sound. I mean, it, they just sound so much better. Um almost to the point where I, it, it's almost embarrassing that Bose cost as much if not more than these brands and yet the the product is not even close when it comes to acoustics. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. With that, let's take a quick break, and let's listen to a new ad from the Three Geeky Ladies. Hey, Siri.
1: I'm looking for a new podcast.
0: How about Three Geeky Ladies? Well, I want to hear about technology.
1: As I said, Three Geeky Ladies.
0: I want to learn about different types of apps and websites that will help me in my day-to-day life. Um, Three Geeky Ladies fits the bill.
1: A podcast that talks about new releases in Apple, like iCloud, Photos, New iPhones and iPads. Oh, and El Capitan is coming out soon, right?
0: As I've been saying, Three Geeky Ladies is what you want. Say, what about the Three Geeky Ladies podcast? That looks like exactly what I want. Thanks, Siri. Wow, Three Geeky Ladies, a technology podcast from a female perspective. Find it on the Stoplight Network. back here on tech fan podcast i'm tim robertson he's david cohen he mentioned it earlier if uh you like listening to my voice and god knows why you would but if you do i do have another show called owc radio make sure you check it out this week i have peter cohen the other cohen uh no relation yeah. uh, on yeah. the show well, and we talk he's, go he's ahead probably a relation way back in his way way back yeah. part of the same tribe right yeah um Peter Cohen comes on, and we spend an hour talking about the Apple event. So uh, David and I are going to do the same thing, but we're going to take about hmm, 30% of the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of the new iPad Pro, David? Because, you know, look, nothing came out, almost, that we weren't expecting, except for probably the peripherals that go along with the iPad Pro, which is the smart keypad, keyboard, which quite honestly looks terrible to me um yeah. and let's you know what apple's done i think a terrible job when it comes to making cases and covers for their own products for the ipad cases yeah. are terrible the ones that apple actually makes and the in the smart covers they're terrible compared to what the third parties are doing it's
1: not even yeah. close i, I you can you always get an impression that and Johnny Ive and his Cracker Jack team finishing finish sculpting the aluminium and you know and you know, Johnny owns the design studio and, and kind of smoke comes out and a big shining white light and then the new device comes rolling out smoothly and everything. And then over the corner there's three guys going hey, master, master, now we must make a case for it, Master.
0: Yeah, three three interns. <laughs> create the, all these peripherals for it and uh, you know what the he, the i the the keyboard case with these rubberized keys looks terrible
1: Well, it it, it, it actually is a fabric on a cover. Sponge. Yeah, it's a fabric cover. And yeah. I have used that sort of keyboard before. um uh, it remains to be seen how well Apple has executed theirs. But you know what? They're, they're, you kind of get used to them. The problem is they're not a real keyboard. And you never can get away from that they're not a real keyboard. And if that's what you need, if that's what you want, then you're never going to be satisfied. The advantage of, of something like that is, is there's two two advantages. It's very thin, so you can put it in a cover. And secondly, if it's covered in fabric like that, then it's not going to scratch the glass.
0: Yeah, there is that. You know,
1: you're not going to get that um I mean, we all rem it doesn't tend to happen so much anymore but we all remember back in the day with kind of the uh the iBooks and the titanium power books and everything is that over time you would kind of get a like a grid like pattern etched into the into the cover of the screen from the keyboard underneath um so so yeah i that's the advantage you get. Um, whether it's any good to type on for a long time, uh, we'll have to try it and see. And really, that's that's kind of my whole thing about the iPad Pro, is that looking at it objectively, f- just looking at it from the outside on a kind of a specs and what it is basis, this is a product that really I, I don't get it. Um, however, I've got a, I've got a feeling that it's one of those things where you don't get it until you actually have it in your hands, and then all of a sudden you think, oh,
0: now I understand, and you really really. All right, so we kind of had a weird break there. Uh, we lost probably 10 minutes worth of content because uh, audio problems. And so yeah. David's going to let me know if he starts hearing static. Here's the problem, guys. When I'm recording, I don't hear any static. And David's saying, hey, I hear static. I don't hear any. So I figured it's on his end. We'll just keep going. The problem is it was on my end. It looks like my uh, mobile pre-USB uh, it was... Kind of putting static in there somewhere. Yeah. I'm thinking it's the cable, David. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure. I moved the whole device, I adjusted the volume, I I pushed in the, the cable and XLR cable in the back and the USB cable. David says he doesn't hear the static now, so uh we're gonna keep yeah. going but we, we were spooked because at the beginning of the show my internet was down so we were figuring it was a problem
1: my end so. Yeah.
0: So hopefully if there was any static at the beginning of the show or any segments, I apologize for that. I I can't hear it. So it is what it is. Hopefully it, it's cure now. David will pipe up if he starts hearing it again, and we'll pause, yeah. and I'll adjust the mobile pre-USB and the uh, XLR microphone again and, you know, see what happens. Yeah.
1: So where were we? So we, we were, were talking, talking about yeah, that this
0: Yeah, and this keyboard that... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the spongy, clothed, plasticky keyboards, they've never done it for me. And I've owned a few of them, and I've tried them with different iPads over the years. I don't like them. The only one that I like, that I actually truly like, what is this thing? Let me pull it out. And it's not even charged. It's been so long. It's a Zag keyboard, and it's metal, and it's Bluetooth. It's got a little slot in it, so you can put your iPad in there. It works great.
1: But, hey, you don't have to buy their keyboard. And uh, the, one of the problems, I think, with the iPad Pro is that it's $700. Uh, $700? It
0: starts at 799
1: Yeah. What the Seven heck is t- that noise? That's, that's the ice cream
0: van. Well, I, give me a, uh, let's see. <laughs> we,
1: hmm. we have this thing here called a 99, yeah. which is kind of an ice cream cone with a chocolate flake, like ch- a chocolate bar flake bar. Oh. Put into it and then a raspberry ripple icing, uh, like a kind of sauce on top. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good.
0: I like yeah. uh, I like eclairs. Eclairs? It, yeah, they it's 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 a vanilla ice cream wrapped around uh, chocolate ice cream, but then the outside is almost a cake type of stuff. Uh,
1: sounds uh, good. We don't have that sort of thing here. Yeah, it's good. We're like very it. traditional. Anyway, the ice cream van has gone away now. Um, yeah the the thing about the iPad Pro, yes, it's eight hundred dollars, and then if you buy their keyboard, that's one hundred seventy dollars. And then if you buy this stylus, one hundred dollars, you, you're kind of you're in for the cost of a of a MacBook Air at that
0: point. Absolutely, um, and I don't see the advantage of buying this with all of that over a MacBook Air. Who
1: well, this this is the thing. I, I and I asked my brother about this last night um, because he said he was thinking about buying one, and so I said, well, what, what do you want it for? He said, well, I, I want to be able to leave my laptop at home and uh, just have this instead. Uh, and that's fine. The problem is, I'm not sure that iOS is quite ready for for that. I, I and mean, we look here here at home. We don't use the iPad. We don't use the computer. We haven't even set our computer up since we moved into the house. We've been here four months now. We use our iPads for everything. I have a laptop that I use every now and again if I need something that the iPad can't do. But at ninety nine percent of the time, we use iPads at home, and we are fine with it. But the problem is in a business setting. I've tried to use iPads for business, and it's it's fine as far as it goes, but it doesn't really go far enough. Yesterday, I was on the train. I had a document to edit in Word. I didn't take my iPad. I didn't take my laptop with me. I just had my iPad Mini and an external Bluetooth keyboard, and that, that's all fine and good load the document up part of the formatting in the document that I needed to move around isn't supported to be created on Word for iPad it'll, it'll display it but it won't create it so I had to copy and paste parts of the document to get the formatting I wanted then rewrite all the words doing a lot of copying and pasting in on, on an iPad it, it takes twice the time it takes on a computer it's just slow it's clunky yeah. uh, sometimes it doesn't work properly and you have to do it again and and I, pretty much everything hey, we David, do we just
0: lost all that <sighs> my um, oh look at that another crappy edit mm. so <clears throat> I don't know if it's my mobile pre-USB or what I've never had a problem with it in the past David although yeah. I, have, I have had one show or two that I got some weird sounds coming through but uh, my computer was just way hot My fan started kicking on. It was blowing really hard. I touched between the keys and the uh, screen on this 15-inch MacBook Pro, and it was was almost too hot to touch. Mm -hmm. So what we did was uh, I put the computer, I rebooted, I put the computer to sleep for five minutes. It seems to have cooled off big time. And uh, so we'll just keep going. And, you know, I could edit out all this uh, weird stuff. But, yeah, I think people actually kind of dig hearing you know, the inside baseball sometimes.
1: Yeah. We're, we're, we're not tech gurus like anybody else. We're just trying to use this stuff and get our stuff done. I kind of am a tech guru, David. <laughs> I, knew, I was sending it up waiting for you to go. <laughs> uh, and that, that offends me what you just said.
0: That <laughs> kind of make my living yeah. being kind of a tech guru. Um, <laughs> me too. But, but yeah, sometimes you just got to stop using something and let it cool down. So yeah, hopefully it'll stay cool enough to uh finish this episode of Tech Fan and, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna leave it off. I, and to be quite honest, David, this MacBook Pro has been on for probably three weeks now mm-hmm. without even going to sleep. I've got an occasional reboot here and there, but that's about it. iTunes really likes to be have the computer restarted sometimes. Don't know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I,
1: I'm one of these people who tends to put my Macs to sleep and never reboot them. But
0: Well, with so iTunes, I notice w- <laughs> iTunes is my barometer whether I need to reboot my computer. And by that, I mean it stops updating podcasts. I hit refresh and nothing new downloads. And yet I go to my phone and there's all the new podcasts ready to go. So they downloaded it there. Yeah. Uh, it shows that I have a whole bunch of apps to update. I click update and it doesn't download anything. And just restarting iTunes doesn't fix it, but if I restart the whole computer, it does. Yeah. So that's my barometer. Is it's a bad barometer because let's be honest, iTunes is kind of crappy now. Sure is. But that's my barometer. If it's if if iTunes is getting flaky, I need to reboot my Mac. There you go. Hmm. At least you know. So I have no idea where we left off. We we're talking about the we, iPad two. We're about,
1: yeah, we're talking about the iPad Pro, and and I'm just gonna because I've tried saying this several times now, I'm just going to summarize. In my experience, I don't think, even with, the, with what's, ex- what's expected to come with iOS 9, I don't think iOS is ready to replace um, a, a desktop a desktop or a laptop computer full-time in the business world. I think everything just takes slightly too long... The applications are... All the data is application-centric. So to process data, you need to move from one application to another and back again. And even with multitasking and split-screen, that is slower than the way you do it on a laptop. Yep. Um, and I, I'm just... So I'm not convinced. I think for um, uh, for people who are into graphics, who, who like to use those Cintiq um, graphics tablets that are like a screen, I think the iPad Pro is going to be amazing. But I'm just not so sure for general business use whether it... Is whether it does enough to to mean that you can leave your laptop at home, and I, I don't think if you if you're not leaving the laptop at home, it's really really a little bit pointless.
0: Everything I could do on my laptop, I could do, I do ten times faster than I do on an iPad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and I'm and, not, and, and this isn't. A, I love the iPad, I really do. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I you know if I got to get work done, I'm pulling the laptop out. Yeah, it just and, and, that's the yeah. way it is same for me i mean i like to carry when i'm working
1: a laptop and an ipad but that means i have an ipad mini that i use when i'm working and um i use it as a second screen i use it for email and that sort of thing i use it for news reading and content and that sort of stuff and and you know i i've done plenty of content creation on the ipad and i recognize what it's good for but it's just not as good as using a laptop for for business tasks particularly and in business time is money if it takes you double the time to do something because you are kind of fighting against the limitations of the device or the operating system, um, then then I don't I don't see that's going to fly. Now I think it's a long term play the iPad Pro because I reckon Apple thinks that in five to seven years' time laptops will have, have almost gone away and we'll all be using devices like the iPad Pro. But uh, we'll see how it goes. But I, I think having done the hardware, they need to do a lot of software development to make that a uh, a real laptop replacement device.
0: So the new iPhones look impressive. The only thing that really is drawing me in uh, is the better camera. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I will say if they would have put a sapphire screen on them, I'd be there in a heartbeat. No question. Yeah. But they didn't yeah. do that. I don't think they're going to do it for no, they, a while. They've,
1: they've, they've changed the glass. They, they say it's an it's a ion exchange glass with two ions exchange, so it's meant to be better the aluminium they use in the back is meant to be stronger um so i think they have incrementally improved but it's not going to be the kind of game change that sapphire would be no um but i think now that that sapphire deal with that company fell through we're not going to see those sapphire screens oh i think uh, we will it's just
0: it, uh, apple's it's going bit, to do it internally yeah.
1: Exactly, but it's going to take longer because they're not working with a third party. That's right. Um, I I think the force touch. Uh, the sp- <laughs> In fact, I noticed Craig Federici kind of did a slip where the, the first time he started talking about it, he started calling it force touch, and then yep. he he realised that the marketing had spoken, you had to call it three D touch. Well, yeah, um, because
0: force touch is a little rapey sounding. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> yeah. really is.
1: Yeah, um, I I think I think it's actually again, it's one of those features that. You know, kind of. You look, you see it on the screen. You think, oh, okay, well, that's kind of neat. But then you forget about it. And I think once you start using it, you're going to yep. realize it's it's really quite different. And you know, talking about differences between the uh, the uh, Samsung phone and the iPhone six S, as we were talking about at the beginning of the show. I mean, there's a real difference. They've actually changed the way people in- interface with their phones, and that's something nobody else is doing. Uh, and that's a very Apple thing to do.
0: You yeah. uh, it, there's no watch bands. Who cares? Uh, I, I'll probably buy a new watch I, might, might, I, I, like to, I like to have I like to have uh, yeah, here. new bands so uh, yeah
1: um,
0: I'm, The I'm Apple interested. TV is the thing man let's be yeah. honest that is That's well, what you were waiting for I, Yeah, It is it, My only concern is these artificial caps Apple has put on there, and no external storage? Well, you know what those those come across to me as a uh, no external storage. No
1: surprise there. No. <laughs> Try using an iPad and the external storage. Um, the 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 artificial caps. I I wonder if there's a nuance there we're missing. Um, iOS nine is going to use this app thinning technology, so um, I wonder if the cap is just basically the initial download, but the the
0: program will be able to download assets in the background. It will, but then yeah. they're not permanent. Uh, they will expire. So Right, okay. But, but this the when they put in this cap is two hundred megabytes. That your app can't be bigger than two hundred megabytes, which is just Apple had these caps on when they first came out with the App Store. It didn't work. It was stifling innovation. They finally lifted them. Now we're getting great games and, and apps on iPad and, and iPhone. And yet they do the same stupid thing well, they must have a reason.
1: I, there must be. a... I mean,
0: obviously, an Apple TV is
1: plugged into your home broadband, so it can't be bandwidth. No, it, I, I suspect it's something to do with the fact they want the Apple TV to do something straight away when you click on the... And you know, I had this the other day. What well, I, we were going to watch. Um, we were going to watch a show on the BBC iPlayer on our smart TV, our new smart TV uh, last weekend. We'd been out and we came back late, and we wanted to watch this show. And uh, the the smart TV is a JVC. The um, smart interface on it sucks. It's clearly got the most anemic chip in there. And basically, the BBC iPlayer just wouldn't work properly. It would show the show, but there was no sound. And then it would freeze and all this sort of thing. And I brought it up on my laptop, and my laptop showed it fine. So I knew it wasn't something at the BBC's end. So I said to Leanne, I said, look, I've got this Fire TV stick. I mean, supporting this thing. Let me just set it up, and then we can watch it on there, because I'm sure it'll work better on there. And and setting the Fire TV stick up was nice and easy and straightforward and fine until I got to downloading the BBC iPlayer app onto mm. it, and that took fifteen minutes.
0: Wow, that's weird.
1: Yeah, uh, and and it's basically because it it downloaded it. And then it had to do a whole load of configuration and set up and all this sort of thing internally before it would let me use it. And that was very frustrating. And I think the app cap is about avoiding that experience on the Apple TV. So you click on the thing, 200 megabytes will flash down to your uh, over your home broadband in 30 seconds or, or less. Uh, and then immediately you can use the app straight away, even while it's streaming other stuff down the background. I think that's what they're about rather than
0: it's, just setting what up it a is, cap. It's, it's a dumb reason. It's dumb, because the best games on iOS... Well, I don't want to say the best. The AAA titles are all over 200 megabytes. Of course they are, yeah, absolutely.
1: But most of them are are over a gigabyte, and if you do that over a broadband connection, you're going to be waiting 25 minutes. I don't think they want people to have the experience.
0: Well, they're doing that now when it comes to iPad and iPhone. Well,
1: yeah, but we're kind of used to it. This is something different. I think when you sat in front of the TV time runs slower when you're waiting for something to happen on tv do you imagine you're all sat around you're going to play a game you buy and you get "Oh, the great game and all this sort of thing so you have got you 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 want to you you're the kid i I get there but your brother your sister your parents and you're kind of all twiddling your thumbs waiting for 10 minutes for is it done yet is it done yet they don't want the experience not when you're sat in front of the tv it's awkward
0: but then you limit the, the quality of games that you're
1: going to get? No, because if it streams in the background, the 200 meg comes down, you start the game up, and then in the meantime, it's downloading more assets.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then and then the game it gets whatever it, it needs in in the long run. But the thing is, you're able to do something immediately.
0: I guess the proof is going to be in the pudding. It's hard to criticize something that's not out yet. It comes yep. out next month. I'm buying the 64 $200 version. No Ooh. question about it. That's the one I'm going to get. Uh, it's exactly what I've been hoping for. The Crossy Roads demo that they showed made me want to play Crossy Roads again. Um, I'm getting it, no question. Uh, I'm getting it too. My only concern is 32 and 64 gigabyte. I don't know why Apple is so against big storage. I don't. I just don't get it. They charge so much more, and they give us nothing. I don't I, understand I, I, it. Was, it's I, this has always been Apple, though. It Do has. I don't.
1: I don't understand. Yeah. I, I don't understand. In the iBook days, you get an iBook with with one with five hundred twelve megabytes of RAM, and actually, you needed to immediately go out and up, upgrade it if you wanted to run anything later than the previous version of the operating system before yeah. it came out. Apple's been
0: like this for years and Except years. For a while, you could, it go, went to, you could yeah. go back to the original one twenty eight K Mac. When that came out, people were like, "Oh my god, one hundred twenty eight K!" Apple yeah. immediately. Within six months, came out the Fat Mac five twelve because or um, yeah, it was a five twelve yeah. because nobody could use anything on the hundred twenty eight k. It was it was anemic. I don't. I I understand they want to make as much profit as they can, but you know what? After a while, you you gotta kind of start looking at these business practices and realizing we're artificially hurting our customers. It doesn't seem to have come up and bit them in the butt any time lately, but. I'm getting tired of it to be honest, David. It's like come on. Sixty four gigabytes. Really? That's all you can squeeze into this? That's it's, it. Yeah, it's I, I don't understand it.
1: But then, you know, I guess I guess they, they with this with this product maybe they're thinking, well, it's new, we don't know how well it's gonna go. Um let's not give everyone hundred and twenty eight gig straight out of the box. Um I think they like having the differential I, I think one of the if you get if, a lot of people, like say, "Oh, this would never happen to Steve Jobs Day. Yeah, that I, I Well, I'm, I'm going to talk about something different that I think is happening in in now. I think Tim Cook and the senior management Apple are real lovers of having lots of options. If you look at, I, I was very struck. I was struck by this last year. It's even worse now with the iPad Pro. They showed a slide showing every iPad you can buy now. Yeah, and it's and it and this is not. This is just different types this is not the difference between 16 32 64 whatever this This is is just models it's the ipad mini the uh the is the 2 still there the certainly the ipad mini 3 is still there the new ipad mini 4 then there's the ipad air and the ipad air 2 and then you've got the ipad pro
0: and yeah each one of those come in three in, different in colors or three two. Three different
1: colors. Yeah and 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 different sizes and, yep. and then you've got uh, three uh, 4G as well. Yeah. And you look at that product line on one slide, slide you think that's crazy why offer so much choice. Yep. Because too much choice confuses the consumer. Yep. And uh, and having said that this apparently works for them. I presume they have the sales data that shows it does. Sure. But for me, trying to recommend to somebody else, I look at that and I think that's just a nightmare because it's like there's so many choices to make and every choice in my mind is an opportunity for the customer to say, oh, you know what, I'm not going to bother.
0: That's right. I'm totally um, with you. I don't, yeah. I don't understand their practice when it comes to yeah. this. Steve and Jobs, I, I, when he first yeah. came back to Apple, I watched this keynote and he showed this product tree and it had four products on it. It had yeah. the consumer products, which was a iBook or an iMac, and then the Pro, and that was a uh, PowerBook or a Mac or a uh, Mac I Pro know. or a Power uh, Mac. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was four products. Yeah, and people cheered, "Yay!" And yeah. now, just in the iPhones alone, it's ten times that. Now you could speculate that perhaps,
1: and this is just pure speculation i have no idea whether this is the case or not that because tim cook is a is a product and a product manufacturing guy he he sees business advantages in having you know, in, in basically uh, uh, capitalizing on previous investment so once you've got the tooling set up for a product you keep it around as long as you can because it gets cheaper and cheaper to make and the more the, you know even if only a few people buy those last few versions of it when it's four years old those those the margin on those is higher because you've you've invested so much in the tooling and you've paid it off and all of that and i suspect that's the reason why this is happening um, and I think the sixteen sixty four one twenty eight is him as well, which is basically he always wants to have a base product that you can upsell from yeah. and in the hope that nobody buys the base product. You always get the extra $100. But the problem is people do buy the base product, and then they're kind of stuck with it. And one thing I've noticed in the uh, used market when you're looking at selling phones and the difference in price between what you pay up front, that $100 between the, the memory of things, you don't get it back when you sell. No. You don't. You know, you you the 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 difference in price between a sixteen or a thirty-two gig iPhone in terms of resale value is pretty marginal. Yep. So you know, it really is. It really is. It is kind of nickeling and diming people, and it, it it does it doesn't feel quite right. But then I guess this is. This is the, they again, they must have the sales data the backs up that this is a good strategy because you can't imagine they would do it just in a, in, you always imagine perhaps they do it in a fit of pique or a, a kind of a with a maniacal laugh. And and that's not what these guys do. These guys make business decisions. This obviously makes business sense, even if it annoys the hell out of us.
0: So you noticed something between me putting the computer to sleep here while we're recording this episode and now, which yeah. is EA pulled some games out of the app store.
1: They pulled a lot of games, and these are some of these games are pretty much accepted to be classics. Um, a lot of the games from Firemint, for instance, which are um, games like uh, Flight Control, which was one of the very first games I bought on the uh, on the iPhone. It's a good game. Uh, it's, it's a fabulous game, and, and really, Flight Control was one of those games that kind of showed how different the iphone could be yeah because it was all it was all about touch the whole thing is about directing planes to land an airport via touch so you know um uh, real racing also by fireman you know one of the first games that showed that the ipad and the iphone could do real console quality graphics yeah it really showed how you could use touch on a on a gaming device um real racing one of the first games that showed and that the, the iOS devices could do console-quality 3D graphics. And
0: those who were wondering why David just repeated what he just said is because we lost him for yeah. a second there. Yeah. <laughs> you got me.
1: I got gotcha. you. Um, uh, Dead Space. Not what we just had, but the actual game, Dead Space, which is one of the first decent 3D shooters on the on iOS gone. So why Burn do you a- think dash-
0: they're pulling these games? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe I mean, they're going looks- the Sonic route. They're like, you know what, Some we want to improve the quality of games. So we want to get rid of all this and kind of start. But some of these games, I could see Sonic doing it, because or uh, Sega doing it, because some of those games are just terrible. But we're we're talking about some pretty good games. Maybe there's some kind of a dispute with Apple right now. Maybe they're tired of paying 30%. I don't know, but it's kind of a weird move. Well,
1: you see, you kind of assume
0: that uh, once you've invested in putting them up on the app store and getting them written...
1: Um, I, I mean, maybe it's just as simple as some of these games aren't going to work with iOS nine. They don't want to update them, um, but you know be. these these are the problem is these are all this was before all these games came out before the rise of, of free to play. So these are all games that of all people have paid money for, and you know if you haven't got a backup on a computer somewhere, you are going to move to the next iPad and you ain't going to have them anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's that's kind of really annoying. Well, really that's that.
0: That's a whole different episode. The physical copy compared to a digital download. I've, <clears throat> I've always been a physical copy guy until just a few years ago, and then I went all digital. I, my books, my music, it's all digital now. You know, yeah. one good magnetic pulse, and I lose everything, David.
1: Yeah, but here's, so here's an appeal to Apple because I think only Apple can solve this problem. When iOS 10 comes out can we please have some sort of like fallback virtualization mode that means that these old software can play even though they don't support the latest features of the OS so that there's no good reason for um, um, manufacturers to actually pull these games from the, the store. The
0: hardware will be powerful enough. The operating yeah. system will be mature enough to be able to virtualize, say, iOS 6. Yeah. There's no reason that they couldn't do it. It will never happen. No. <laughs> yeah. It'll never happen. So don't what know. we
1: need to do, what we need to do, is keep our old iPhones running on the old version of the game with I all do. the games on.
0: I yeah. have, a, I have a, every iPhone I've ever owned. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm the person that likes to purge out all this stuff and get rid of it because if I'm not using it, why am I keeping it? But mm. I, I can't see myself getting rid of my old iPhones. I keep yeah. all. They don't take much space either. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm the guy who trades them up every time because I want the money. Yeah all right with that we're going to wrap up this episode of uh, Tech Fan a lot of technical problems on this episode we do apologize It's quite honestly David it's very rare I can't think of the last time we had big technical problems on, on this it's normally, yeah normally it's one or the other but to have them on both ends yeah. <laughs> it's just, okay. I think it had something to do with me having such a blistering headache this morning I still have it somewhat uh, instead of taking you know we usually get on and we're done within an hour yeah, we're almost at 2 hours now. 2 hours, yeah. For an hour show, so. Brutal, but once again, I'm happy to be here with you and uh, the opportunity to talk about uh, costing gold. Yeah, there you go. See you next week, David. See ya. Bye.